Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas, this is Super Cool Radio, have some great guests with me at this time, we last saw them back in season one of Super Cool Radio over two years ago, they are now back on the show, they recently released a killer new single entitled The Audacity, please welcome Stephanie and Josh of Dancing with Ghosts. Hey, how's it going everybody, <laughs> out there in TV land? Wow, we're on TV. And the internet and everywhere. <laughs> but very nice to have you guys back on the show. As I said, it's been over two years since I've had you guys on. Uh, you guys have been up to a lot of great things. A new single audacity, plus everything we're going to cover in this interview. Um, so I do want to talk about, obviously, you guys have been playing some great live shows mm -hmm. uh, recently. Have you noticed like a change in the crowd's energy from like pre-2020 to now post-2020? Uh, I mean, for us, we have more people coming to the shows, so <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, you know, growth is good. We've we've used the pandemic to really uh, at, like elevate our stuff. I think so. For us, maybe not, but I'd say no. I think I think uh, there's more energy in the crowds because I think people uh, underestimated what they had before everything was shut down, and now that everything's operational pretty much to the fullest degree that it's going to be um it seems like people are you know jumping all over uh, i mean even with the national acts it, the tours are selling out left and right mm -hmm. and i mean i people were starved for it you know you take away something and you don't realize how much you you know enjoy doing it until until you can't do it for a year and a half or some bands have wait, waited two years to even yep. start so, I mean, I think there's definitely, our crowds have gotten bigger, um, but that's, we bust our asses off. So, I mean, that's, that doesn't surprise me there. Cause no. I mean, you know, you, you get what you uh, put into it, you know? Yeah, definitely. I know uh, for me, I've seen a shift with like just the shows I've been going to, whether it's a local club show or a national show, I've seen that people are uh, bringing a lot more energy and they actually like want to be there. I don't see as many people on their phone, which is pretty nice uh for me so um but that i i've just seen the shift in like people's uh attitude and energy at shows mm -hmm. oh, that's always good that's always good what kind of shows have you been going out to yes that is the question oh well i have my list here actually because i have to keep track of everything uh so i just uh, i went to a, a, it was a local battle of the bands i was a judge for that because me being a podcast host i was a perfect judge for it nice uh so that was cool I haven't gone to, like, really too many nationals this year. I know I, I went to, like, I saw Everclear last year. Oh, actually, I just saw Anthrax. I don't know how I forgot about that. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, I saw them at Rockville in Daytona uh, last year. Yeah. For me, I feel like I've, I've had to drive to a lot of shows because a lot of shows have been bypassing Florida, which is where we live. So, like, I've, I've gone up to Athens and Atlanta this year for Falling in Reverse, Young Blood, Palais Royale, stuff like that. So... Yeah, nice. Actually, uh, I think it was like right before the shutdown, I saw Falling Reverse in uh, Grand Rapids. It was like their um, album tour, whatever, mm -hmm. like their first album in reverse. I forget uh, what they called that, but that was the last time I saw them. Oh, so that was a hot minute. They were they were my last pandemic show too, right before, like literally within like two weeks before the shutdown, I think it was something like that. Yeah, it was like them and I saw Alter Bridge like the next weekend and then the world shut down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So I still got to see all the bridge again and falling in reverse. So hopefully at some point they, I, I don't know. The tour has been slightly weird. Like everyone, everyone I like has been bypassing Indiana. So I'm I like, oh, that's nice. 
we're, we're in the same boat. That's why I went to Atlanta to see them. It was like seven hours away, but I was like, I'm going, I don't care. So it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Like when nationals come to Florida, it's weird. The cities that they'll pick, like mm -hmm. there's a, the, like kiss will go to like Jacksonville and sunshine, Sun, sunrise, sunrise, Florida. Sunrise. Like what, what the hell is sunrise, Florida? Like, I've been there. I've been there. You're legally allowed to drive golf carts on the roads in sunrise because it's such a big retirement city. And I think they've outlawed it everywhere else because it's such a hazard. It's a weird place. So it should be called Sunset, yeah, Florida, if, if the retirees are going there to die. Yeah, but I know, like, My Chemical Romance had a date there, too, and I was like, what the, what? Like, it, it's weird. It's so weird. Oh, I, I, I know. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. I know, like, they um, they just built the new Hard Rock Casino in Gary, Indiana, so, like, a lot of bands have been skipping Chicago to go to Gary, Indiana. I just saw some commentary on one of the bands I like, because they're somebody's like, Gary? I was like, Hey, Michael Jackson's from Gary, okay? Like, you know. it, it was the birthplace of Michael Jackson. Actually, his home is his home is actually still there. Oh, is it? That'd yeah. be awesome to see. I don't know if anything else in Gary is worth seeing, is it? I I, I don't know. No, no, really. Didn't his family live in like a five by five log cabin house or something? What is he, Abraham Lincoln? Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was a log. It it, it had uh, like uh siding and stuff on it but i think it was just a normal house it was very small it's a very small house yes i'm sure they were sharing rooms and there was and like stuff. 18 of them jackson's like several yeah. of them died that we haven't even heard of like there was a there was a, a john jackson jinkleheimer smith i fucking hate him. <laughs> his, his name was your name too i can't, I there, can't there, there, there was a, a there was a oh oh I'm trying to think of a really dumb first name. Shouldn't be that hard. There was a, 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 a damn it. <laughs> I'm going to ditch this bit, bro. You just I, I got the John Jankle, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. So you're doing really good. There, there was an Abraham Jackson. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm stone sober. I'm not drunk or uh, it's sad that you have to like preface that. I was going to say that. It's, it's, it's good. To, good. Good to tell the audience that. Um, I'm not drunk or on any substances. I'm just uh, frazzled. We just we just spent an hour with our on the phone with our music. The guy who's going to be directing our music video, and yeah. and so now we jump straight from that to this. So yeah. I, I'm I'm all nice and loosey goosey for uh, flapping my gums. Well, hey, that that's fine with me. Um, before we do get to the the music video and the new single and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, I did want to talk about. So you guys added uh, two new members uh, fairly recently. Uh, with uh, what um, uh, Kendra and Trey, uh, how uh, how did they join the band? Trey joined the band because well, Trey's Trey's been like uh, he's been like my good friend for like the last at least like eleven or twelve years now. It's been a while that I've known him. Um, we've done a lot of the previous bands that I've done. Trey has been the drummer. Um, he went on a big tour with this semi-well-known band called Fit for Rivals. And the touring experience, like, kind of destroyed his soul because, like, the he didn't particularly get along very well with uh, the lead guy in the band. And he the lead guy just didn't treat Trey very well. And Trey just got back and all that. And, and to add an insult to injury, they fired him and got their old drummer back when they got back to Jacksonville. And so he kind of just swore off music. Um, and he would come out to our shows, Dancing with Ghosts, when it was just me and Stephanie. Every now and then he would come out and see us, and he would always say the same thing. He'd always be like, you guys need to get a drummer. You guys need to get a drummer. And I'm like, well, why don't you do it? <laughs> and he's like, because, bro, I ain't trying to do that anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm not about that I'm, life anymore. I'm not anymore. a drummer anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not a drummer anymore, and this, that, and the other. And so one day we were at the bar and um, he brings it up again. I'm like, dude, just shut up and play the drums then. If you think we need a drummer that bad. He's like, oh, you know what? Fine, I will. And I'm like, yeah, you're not just drunkenly you, saying this. You bullied him into drumming. And he's like, no, I'm not. He's like, I'm not just saying this. I'll message you tomorrow and tell you that I'm, I'm still down or whatever. So that's how he became part of it. Um, and then Kendra, uh, I also brought her on board. I um, host karaoke at this kind of like 
artsy hipster part of Jacksonville called Five Points. And it's this um, bar called Birdies. And I've been hosting karaoke there for the last uh, probably two years every Wednesday. And this girl would always come up and turn in her karaoke slip. And you could just kind of tell by her disposition that she was like low drama, probably a really chill person. She had a very demure exterior. And um, I've met, she mentioned like we would have casual chit chat every now and then when she would turn in her slip of what song she wanted to sing. And she mentioned something about her guitar or something. And I was like, Oh, you play guitar. And she's like, yeah. I was like, can you play bass? And she's like, yeah. I was like, do you want to try out for my band? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Here's my, you know, what's your number? And then I like texted her and she like never texted me back. And so I saw her the next Wednesday. I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, and she's like, oh, sorry. I've been really busy. And so I, I sent her uh, stainless static, the shirt you're wearing. I sent her the stainless static to learn on bass. Cause I figured if you could do that one right, with all the syncopated, all that stuff. If you could do that one well, you could probably handle the rest of our songs. And um, I think within a week, she sent me a like a little iPhone audio of her playing this the song, and um, sounded pretty solid. What, what she didn't mention is that she hadn't played bass before. She literally <laughs> went out and got a bass to do this. She's primarily a guitarist, so she's doing all this as she goes, which. I respect because I did the same psychotic thing when I joined the band. I was like, I was like, well, we can't just be up there with just us. So I guess I'll learn keys for now. And I survived long enough. And thank God I don't have to do that anymore because I'm not an instrumentalist. But I like it's like doing like not mentioning and be like, yeah, I can do it. And then just like putting in the time. I respect that. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, that's so. probably another thing that you may well you probably realized by now by seeing the clips but uh yeah she's not doing keyboards live anymore it's for the best <laughs> like i'm a much better front person i love we had to convince her like, of all this though because she was like she, like when she well, i put several years into it i was very attached to, I, like i felt like i didn't want to be like just kind of you know like i think you're just a creature of habit and I am. and once something gets like swept out from under you you freak out i'm a planner and so here's the thing um when it comes to our shows what i used to have to do is i would have to uh, essentially stage all of it in my room and i would practice i have an upright piano in my room and i would just pretend that's the keyboard and i would be like okay this is the part you play this is the part you step away and you do frontman stuff and you come back and i would time it so that i would actually like come back at the right times and stuff. So because that was all built into the performance, I had to essentially relearn how to perform all of our songs. Cause like Glorious Night, I used to play the entire song and then do some backup vocals. Now I don't play any of it and I only have backup vocals. So I, I was like, I was like, what can I do? I can live stream that song to our audience. So I had to go outside of the box in terms of being <clears throat> frontman. Um, all right, I'm being bored. I don't care. I'll karate chop that hat off your head. I can't get it situated um, right on my head. You're so fidgety. I know. Well, I'm drinking this fucking energy drink. But uh, but hey. yeah, I had to basically redo what it meant to, to 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 be in my position, and I feel like I do really well at it now. So, you know. So with them joining the band, have they changed the dynamic of the band? And like, um, either for like songwriting or live. Well, you talked about live performances. So like for songwriting, have they changed the dynamic of the band? Um. So we are working on this new song. It's just tentatively titled Girls Latin right now. Don't ask me why. Um, but Trey's already thrown in an idea that I, I didn't think was horrible. Um, I'm working with Kendra on it in two weeks. I've already shown her my my concept. So, so I, mean, I, want, I yeah. want her vocals in this one. Her vocal timbre is very different than mine, and it's really very cool. So I wanted to get her in on this because actually a few of our fans have asked as much. They're like, when is she going to sing too? Because they know she's she's got tricks so i'm really excited she's got tricks, tricks. I, stop it don't do that again God. Hey, there's, there's no violence here on super cool radio <laughs> um what was i gonna say um but yeah but yeah at the end of the day though um like i i feel like i can pretty much mm -hmm. say like i'm still like the strongest songwriter in the band so um yeah. it you know, Dancing with Ghosts is still my... He steers the ship. It's still my band, and I I feel that every single day when I'm having to call to get a trailer hitch installed on our van for a tour. 
that we're doing or I'm having to whatever other make some little bit of content on Photoshop to send over to Stephanie to, to promote blast everywhere. So, yeah. uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, I definitely still want to keep the sound within my purview. Uh, cause I don't. And I think the next song you are going to see a return of like the synthesizers, the things that we really love, you know, cause the audacity, I don't want to say is a one-off, but we have a lot of synth and we don't want to let go of that. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. It's like we've seen the the things that have that, that have seemed to work for our band and this song was like A, it was a guitar riff. The whole song I have I've had lying around for over 10 years in my demo bin. So like the like everything from like Well, instruments. Instruments like from the opening guitar riff to the bridge to everything. I, I had all that guitar stuff. And I had programmed drums in there and everything. I just didn't have a vocal over it. Well, I know I did have a vocal over it. Now that I think we about just it, didn't use it, but it was god awful. <laughs> like I was singing it, and I was trying to sing way too high. And um, was that that clip you showed me where we both started? Counting? No, that was a different one. That was, um, that was me trying to sing "Tonight Tonight" by Genesis. Um, but yeah, like it. But it's. But since like pop punk is like kind of made a comeback, if you will, with like MGK and MCR reuniting and all this, that, and the other, um, the song that I wrote ten years over ten years ago now becomes relevant again. Yeah, one of the reasons we focused on this one was actually we thought it would be more uh, current sound appropriate and you know have a, a greater shot at you know open appeal, and then also um, you know like we thought it would be the fastest to make um, out of, cause we've got a massive back catalog of stuff that we want to work on, but we're like, Oh, this one will probably be the fastest because, because the shell was already yeah. pretty much there. I just yeah. need to, I just needed to retrack it because the old demo was an old demo. So it sounded yeah. not great. So I, mm -hmm. I thought, Oh, I'll just retrack it. And you know, we'll just like put it right out, you know, like nothing. And then Trey goes, well, I want to, I want to record my own drums on this song. I don't want you to do pre-programmed drums. Because here's the thing about like how songs work nowadays is like every pretty much every studio they will do what's called patch replacements or they'll just program the drums entirely to sound like a real drum set. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten, like maybe not nine times out of ten, but like I'd say seven times out of ten, the drums that you're hearing in a modern rock song are pro are either programmed or patch replaced. Patch replacement is when the drummer goes in and actually plays the part. But then they go in and, and replace the original sound with a sample that sounds perfect, like a perfect kick drum hit or a perfect snare drum hit. So that's called patch replacement. I'm like, 70% 70, 70 of the time, modern metal and rock bands are doing that. I feel like it also makes a more even mix sound and a bigger drum sound overall. So right, there's, there's a lot of reasons to do it. There's a lot of benefits to it. And um, I mean, especially programming if your drummer can't play you know perfectly on time but your ours can yeah ours can but if you have a drummer who's good live but he, can't, he sucks in the studio you know sometimes you have no no other choice but anyway trey didn't want any of that he wanted his actual kit with his snare man and my kick drum i want it all natural baby and so we found a studio i went out i went in half with him because like i didn't want to spend the time and resources doing that but he did so i i you know, can, gave him that concession. And then we go in there and he records the drums and at first he's happy with them. And then the more he kind of sits on them, he's like, you know, man, I think it'd be cool if he went in and add some patches on there, you know, like to make them sound bigger. Which, oh, is, like, which is what we were going to do in the first place is let him write his parts. And then we were going to program the, the patches that the way it's, it's, it's exactly what he planned, what he wanted, but done in a modern way that everybody does them now yeah so um but i out of that though we kind of like accidentally kind of like took a step forward because then it's like well if the drums are already studio professionally recorded why don't we record everything else in that same studio so it sounds super cohesive and we have a studio perfect song because you know i self-produced all the songs before yeah like it was all me so we decided that to kind of take a leap of faith and try and experiment with this one and see because also another variable is this song didn't have synth so there's less like we're kind of like control freaks of our of our of our stuff and so that's one less thing for an audio engineer to to 
to weird up, you know, because it's somebody that you've never worked with before. And this, you're giving them your baby essentially and be like, hey, take care of my baby. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. But taking, you know, since there was no synth in this track, I was like, this is the perfect one to experiment with because, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty, I don't want to say straightforward, but I mean, essentially like it's a pop punk song. So, you know, production wise, it should make sense as to like, how it should be done and there's less weirdness like we're not gonna have to worry about oh that synth patch is wrong because there's no synth so we ultimately decided to go with this guy and i'm glad we did because um when i went to lay down the vocals the process was fantastic and i didn't yell at him and he didn't yell at me and that happens every time we do uh vocal tracking so <laughs> it was actually a really nice experience he got to take a nap um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I can go back now. Like, I I, I want to go back to that studio because yeah. that, that was a, that was a great uh, a great experience. That was Rockbot Studios here in town is where we went. Um, yeah, I realized like the whole me jack of all trades shit is has run its course, and I am officially over it. Yeah. Um, that's why we're having a professional do our music video. That's why we had a professional track this new song. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. I, I can't, I can't keep doing it, dude. I would have gotten burnout and I just would have been like, I, I, yeah. it's either not going to get done or it, it's just too much. He's wearing, it, he's wearing too many hats. Essentially. Yeah. It's like I did music to play live and play and record in the studio and write. I didn't, I didn't get into music to like learn all this tech, like technology and video filming techniques and lighting techniques and all this other crap so it's cool to know yeah it's good to know man I'm like, I'm not, i don't hate the fact that i know it but like i don't want i want to do it when i want to do it and i want to do it for fun i don't want to feel like okay i have a deadline we got to mm -hmm. produce this video got to get it done and guess who's the only one who can do it this guy right here and i got tired of that so gave up on it no, I, I, I definitely uh, feel you on that because, like, I have to self-produce all my stuff, too, and it gets it gets boring. You know, not boring, but it gets tiring to do everything yourself. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely understand that. But I really like the audacity. I really like the, the sound to it. It has you – know, I can really, like, hear um, the emotion in your vocals, Stephanie, like, with the, with the whole song. So I, I really enjoy it. I know when Dakota sent it over, I think, a few days ago or whatever, that I really – I was like, I'm really digging this. Thank you. I was really angry when I wrote it. So sometimes songs write themselves because <laughs> um, this wasn't it. That was not going to be the song. And then we had something I had something come up that just set me up so aggressively. I was like, I'm scrapping that whole song. Like, we're going to do this again. We're going to do it over. So I completely redid everything. Yeah, the first thing that she presented me with, um, I was like, oh, this is weak. I was like, this, is, this isn't a good start, you know? <laughs> I, I wasn't angry enough. She still kind of had the chorus, the melody for the chorus. But Parts. like, but like Partially. The, yeah, but like the verses, I was just yeah. like, this is going to be very generic. And then when she came back with her second thing, it was like, dude, yes, this <laughs> this is much better than the first thing you had. I wasn't a hundred percent done with the first one anyway. A lot of times I I, I work on stuff in segments. <laughs> Why are you like this? How many more times do you have to say it, huh? You done? No. Stop it. I'm gonna knock that hat from his head. Why the fuck do you like doing that so much? Because you hate it. That's why I love it. Oh, well, that's why I like saying your first original verse you came up with sucked. You've shown me lots of things that suck. Yeah, I know. Sorry you're watching the band implode. This is like every day of our lives. See, I keep getting thrown off where I was going to go with my next all thing. Right. But that's all right. Hey, I'm, I'm a right now. I, I, I'm a professional. If if a fight next door to uh, a venue in Battle Creek doesn't throw me off, nothing will. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think I was going to say a nice compliment about the audacity, which I already said. So I'm going to move on as you guys are putting together the music video for the audacity um, can you give any hints of what you guys are planning for the music video? Yeah, the video is essentially like gonna, it's basically to be like us playing and the back of this kind of like what's supposed to be like kind of like this divey, artsy bar in Riverside. And there's gonna be people there. That's the biggest thing with this. Oh my with, God. That was the biggest thing with this one because it's like <clears throat> there's so much anger and aggression. And it's one of those songs that you can get hyped to. It's like, you know what? We're not doing a concept for this video like we do all of our other songs. Like we're just gonna do straight up lot like live performance, getting the crowd shots, um, 
and that's going to be like the A scene, and then the B scene is going to be like you know the smash rooms. You can just smash shit for like. Yep. Yeah. We're going to be in there just... Literally, everyone has heard of these except me. Like, Yeah, I brought it up, and he was like, a what? Yeah, I was like, what room? I would, I would have taken dates to these things. I would have been, like, <laughs> genius. Actually, actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to rent out one of those rooms for our B-plot and just, like, smash it in slow motion. Yeah. So, so and this, one, this one is definitely completely different from our other videos because I'm not making a giant robot head. I'm not a demon. He's not a phantom witch doctor whatever you are like we're not it's not necessarily the thing is this song the song tells the story so the visuals are going to be really awesome because they're going to be shot like by a professional videographer and his team and stuff so that's going to be cool but the song is still the story here so i didn't really feel like i didn't need to be anything other than myself for this one because myself is angry myself is you know the story in this so you know as someone that has been completely crossed and wronged so it's like now that the story will be told yeah and the audience's <laughs> energy is really going to help you know drive the song home because i mean it's already the song already sounds really solid from the production that we got from rock bot, bot studios shout out to josh cobb um so adding like a professional visual to it with like a hyped up audience i mean it's going to be like peanut butter meeting jelly baby oh that's good. I liked it. That was good. That was good. Awesome. Well, I definitely look forward to it. Um, have you filmed the Smash Room stuff, or are you going to film it? No, that, um, we're doing that the day after. So we've got two dates back to back. So we're doing the the venue scene first, the first night, and then the Smash Room the second day. Nice. It sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun for you guys. Oh, I think so. I'm stressed out currently because, <laughs> like, I mainly like it. It was on us to like make sure we bring people mm -hmm. so i hope the people that show up are like enthusiastic and they give the performance that they need to give because like i've seen music videos with can we get them jacked up on mountain dew first I've i mean seen, probably could i'm ignoring that comment um i've seen music videos with jacked up crowds and all and like you know there there is a bit of acting to it i mm -hmm. mean like most like, yes, yeah, some people will naturally rock out at a show, but, like, most people just kind of sit there with their arms folded in the back, you that's, know? That's where that's where you really have to be, like, you got to do the thing. If you're here, you got to participate. Otherwise, like, you're bringing the energy down. So that's, you know, I feel like communication. Very important with that. If, if I was any, if I was closer, I'd be there. But uh, it's a, it's slightly far for me. It's a little bit of a drive. Maybe instead of the playback song being our song, we'll just play like a booty dancing rap song, <laughs> and and then just sync our music over the top of it. What, and we're like, why is everybody twerking to this song? That would be awesome, though. <laughs> it would definitely yeah. get the crowd hype. And that's what's awful. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I I did did want to talk about this kind of leading to where I was going anyway. Not 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 uh twerking or anything like that. But uh, that was just a weird segue. Uh, you guys, you had the outtake video uh, released. I believe it was like the end of last year. Uh, I really liked you know the the outtake video plus your commentary on it. I thought it was it's very uh, fun and like uh, you know it's cool to see like behind the scenes for you guys. Thank Is you. there? Any ideas that like you haven't filmed, like they like, just it didn't make to filming yet, or like it just wasn't gonna work, so you didn't film it? Oh yeah, Pl plenty yeah. of things. There's there's things that we would have done had we had a bigger budget and an actual filming studio and a special effects team. He's he, we he, wanted he to put her we wanted to put her on some kind of roof for uh, circles with smoke bombs coming up and stuff like that. Yeah. That was an idea, but we couldn't find a roof to put her on, and then. Circles became such an old, outdated song yeah. that it was like, why are we spending time and resources on this old song that people, you know, have already yeah. heard? And yeah, there's um, wreckage would have had one. Um, yeah, we want. Yeah, we want to do one for what was found in the wreckage. But that the the the, the scene I had in my head, I knew I'd never come anywhere close to it in real life. Well, now that they have drones, yeah, you could. Yeah, we probably could. Narcissist. Not, yeah, Narcissus was going to have a video where half my face was cut up. We were going to get someone that was really good at prosthetic makeup to make my face look all sliced up. And I don't know why. We are going to make one of his rooms into a padded room. Yeah, we were going to make it into a padded room. 
Um, and I think Callus was going to make an appearance yes. in the video. Yeah, yeah. the character from Glory. Callus and Night. Alaric were both going to make an appearance. I didn't remember Alaric coming, yeah. but yes. Yeah, we we had ideas for, but yeah, a lot of it just came down to like the viability and the practicality and and, and the like. You know, do we even have the skill set to pull this off, kind of thing? That, and also because we're always looking forward. You're not moving. You're not moving forward if you're looking back constantly. So at that point, you just kind of have to scrap certain ideas and be like, "This is not how we go forward." So you kind of have to focus on the next thing, the next thing, which is why we're such a singles-driven sort of <clears throat> machine right now. Because it's like, no, that's the only way to really get your stuff heard is singles. You know, so. No, it, it definitely is. Anybody watching this video, please have a drinking game for every time I've touched my hat in this video. He's very fidgety today. I don't. It's the energy drink. We're awake, and that's good, I guess. But yeah. he's, also, he's also slowly sinking more into his natural banana shape that he likes to be in when he's at a desk. His legs are like always like up like this. He can't just sit straight like a normal person. Well, there's a thing called gravity is constantly pushing your body down. And when you're in a comfortable chair, he's, he's bananaing more and more. when you're in a comfortable chair, you tend to like to sit back more. You started out this tall. You're in an uncomfortable chair. I'm in a comfortable chair. I'm always in an uncomfortable chair. That's because you're, you're this, the, just move on. Okay. <laughs> I, I was waiting for something, but it never showed up. That's all right. My brain uh, didn't give me anything. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I gave, gave you too much leeway on that. Before we move on to a new topic, we got to take a quick pause and hear a word from our friend Joseph at the Cognitive Discourse. Why, hello there. I'm about to make a prediction. And that prediction is... You like podcasts. If that's true, then make your way over to the Cognitive Discourse, where we have monologues, short stories, and open discussions. And every now and then I get a little ranty. If this sounds like something you're interested in, then go check us out. We're streaming on all major platforms, and hell, we're even on YouTube. New episodes out every Friday. I hope to see you there. So Stephanie, is it your goal to annoy Josh as much as possible during yes. music videos? Okay. Yes. Um, during the music videos, not necessarily. The the downside to us having done as many videos as we have is we got we we actually had not that many outtakes to pull from as we got later into the process. Is because typically with our videos, we were the only ones filming them most of the time. So it's like. It's just him and me there, so we're not going to accidentally have the thing on and just filming our shenanigans. But the new video is going to have some stuff. One of the crew members of the guy that's filming us, his only job is to take behind-the-scenes video and photo. Like, I'm so that's, excited. That's his only job on the set. We've never had such We've a never luxury. had. Like, <laughs> I've always looked at, like like uh, movie productions and music yeah. video productions, and they have all this behind the scenes footage. And I'm like, do, do they have a guy who just they does that? Do. They have and a guy. Come to find out there is a guy whose sole job it is, is to capture interesting shit that happens behind the scenes. I'm really stoked for that. Cause we've never, I mean, I guess it. it makes sense if you think about like when the DVD era hit and they, they had to have some kind of bonus <laughs> feature to get people to switch from the VHS tape collection. So they'd be like rare behind the scenes, never before seen footage kind of thing. And uh, I don't know. For real, we, you know. We might yeah. do something like that. Depending on what we get. And make it like some kind of yeah. Since it isn't paywall. filmed yet, who knows? But I'm excited to even have that as an option because it's never been an option. So Exactly. Uh, so, Josh, what is the most annoying thing Stephanie has done on a set? Uh, the thing that comes to mind for me. <laughs> I already know. Uh, instantly that I can think of is when we're doing the video for Faded Neon, she was just, she was just dialed to 11 on that one. And he was sick. And I was sick. And it was cold outside. And there's this scene where the camera was recording and I didn't know and she had her stupid flashing glasses on and the, the scene's <laughs> empty and then all of a sudden her head rises <laughs> up with the blinking glasses and then it slowly lowers again <laughs> like the, so the camera's like focused on him and i just kind of <laughs> and that just pissed me off so bad 
I don't know why. She did a lot of that. She did the stupid floss dance that they do in Fortnite. It. She did. She would do that a lot. Uh, she was just being a, like a, a little bratty Mountain Dew fueled teenager. To be fair, so like a lot of the videos in the past are like his concepts, but Faded Neon was one of mine. So I was like really jazzed to do it. But also it's really, really cold outside that night because part of it, it was filmed at a local club. And um, so like part of it was filmed inside, part of it was filmed outside. I'm outside in like a crop top and shorts and it is like 32 degrees. Not uncommon for our stuff. It's always, if we're not uncomfortable, we're not filming one of our videos. Like we have to be like, covered it's either really or... fucking cold, like Nightmare Inside You or Faded mm -hmm. Neon or really fucking hot, like Depeche Mode uh, or Stainless Static. We got fleas from that one. Jesus. Uh, I mean, the weather is never like no. comfortable no. for any of our videos, I don't think. No. So that's like a thing. I figured what you were going to say is the amount of times when you ask if we're filming and I don't just affirmatively say yes in a very loud voice. That is also really fucking annoying. Like if she's filming me. I'm, I'm not I'll, really that loud most of the time. I'll just be standing there and I'm like, okay, you're recording. You're like, I am. I'm like, Why didn't you tell me you're recording? <laughs> say it. Sometimes I do or sometimes I just assume. I don't know why that he knows that I, I got it under control. I got it. But that won't be a problem with this anymore. So... But yeah, no, that's that's usually how that goes. That that was always one of his peeves. I'd get yelled at so much. <laughs> well, you didn't hear me when I would say like, "All right, you know, do this or do that," and then you know, like you saw in the "I like you" thing where she's like acting all sassy, and then she just stops and she's like, "What? I didn't hear you say that." Blah blah blah, and then like. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, blah, blah, blah. and like, yeah, that, that you had been a jerk hole all night. You that, had it coming. That perfectly like sets the tone for like our relationship when it comes to the music video portion. It's of it. it's it's very like dickish siblings, honestly. Just because truth be told, neither one of us wants to do that. Be there doing what we're doing. We don't want to do it. We 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 have to do it because. At the time, there was no one else to do it. Yeah, it, it's not that we have a problem filming, like being in the the world of the music videos. It's that okay, we got to get all the equipment, get all the lights, get you know, okay, let's figure out how how this scene is going to be set up, and then we got to okay, walk over, redo it, walk over, redo it, walk up. It, it's a lot. It's a lot, you know. And I'm so. not saying I'm I'll never do one of our music no. videos again. I mean, I, my I bought a I invested in a Black Magic. 6k camera just to up the quality of our music videos so like definitely do want to get use out of that but if it's if it's something that i feel is within my realm and simple and it, and we're just definitely going to get good shots from it and it's not going to be complicated then yeah i'll still do it but if it's something even right. if even if we weren't like even if it was completely like we didn't even think about hiring a music video director for this video i still would have been like there's no way that I can do this video no. with the crowd shots no. and all that Yeah, we, with just me. We I can't physically do it. had to hire yeah. someone to do this. So. Yeah, it would have been impossible. And because he's going to help smash some stuff, got to hire somebody. So this was kind of like the, the next, again, experiment, the, the no duh, like, let's let's try it out, you know, just, just, just try it out, see if we like it, you know? I mean, it's expensive as all hell, mm. that's that's the one thing. Yes. We're actually starting about think, <clears throat> thinking about starting to go fund me to, like, help with the cost, because, like... Which we have never done before. Yeah. Never done before, but with, like, the two of us fronting all band-related costs, it gets... Putting, putting me in the hole, because she's yeah. got to pay me back. Yep. Because I front, it's got all going on my credit card. Mm -hmm. So the interest rate, the interest from that alone is going to like kill me. And so, yeah, I mean, people are always saying they want to support us. So it's like, if you want to support us, this is, this is honestly, you are directly supporting us. Yeah. Cause the, yeah. Cause like with this, with this video, it's like rinsing the rage room. Um, I've got to get my hair done to match the, the color scheme for the video on Friday. There's, um, like what else, like getting the actual videographer, paying the sound guy at the venue, you know, there's, there's so many little things, getting, getting pizza for the people that are going to be there. Just, you know, there's so many little things that all add up ultimately. And it's just like, yikes, you know, but you know, and, and not to mention the cost of getting the song produced, which we've already done. So, um, but it's, it's different. We've never, we've historically never done anything like that before. So it's like, 
it, it feels weird, you know, because we've always just dealt with it. But this is this is we want our stuff to be next level and next level costs a whole lot more. So, you know, it's one of those things. It, no, it, it definitely is. There's so much you have to think about and also pay for. And I don't, I don't think people actually know how much unless you're like, you know, producing music videos or, you know, some type of, uh, you know, something uh, producer, musician or anything. I don't think people really know how much goes into like they just see the finished product they don't see like anything else outside of that no but i mean essentially you're hiring all these people that are specialists in their field and so you have to pay for their their time their equipment their um travel in this case yeah travel but also experience you know the work they're putting in so you want the best or even just like that next level you're going to pay for that which makes sense you know oh, yeah. well put it to you this way cost wise Sam Rivers, the uh, bassist from Limp Biscuit, he, uh, he had a synthesizer that he donated to Guitar Center, not donated, but he sold to Guitar Center or something in, in Jacksonville. And I went in there and I saw how much his synthesizer, how much they were charging for it. Our music video could, uh, we, we, we could have taken the money from that and bought in Sam Rivers' uh, synthesizer from Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I'll just put it to you that way. All right, well. Biscuit is a national hometown hero. So, you know, well, yeah. we might as well get a Fred Durst statue put up somewhere. They were saying that. Uh, but that was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke, yeah. Yes. Well, I wouldn't if they did, though. It, I, I honestly, it's probably going to happen at some point. Um, but he's got to have the red hat on there. It's like, I don't, I don't care yeah. what else the rest of the statue looks yeah. like. Yeah. I want cir hat. circa 1999 Fred yes. Durst statue. I don't want whatever the current, hell he's doing. Current dad vibes. Granted, we know it's like all making fun. But, but. I, I don't not, not to knock Limb Biscuit, but I think like Wes is the guy to dress up and look crazy. L like Fred doesn't have to. No, Fred is just Fred. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, and can't even get into Ukraine anymore because like he got kicked out a couple years ago. I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> but it seems like a Fred Durst thing to do. I don't. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like that just gives him more um, clout. Something. I don't know. Like yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 2019 or something. Like he got banned from Ukraine. I don't know what he did. It never was disclosed. But I was like, well, that's honestly, if I had to pick someone who would wind up doing that, Fred Durst would probably be one of the top. What's funny is I've heard I've heard like friends that have had drinks with him and stuff, and they all said he was real nice. And honestly, he's like a North Side Jacksonville boy, you know. So it's like, I've heard that he's a dick. I, I've heard I've heard good things. I've heard both. But I feel like I feel like when you're a celebrity, it's all on the day they catch you. If you catch me at the wrong time when I'm in a taco shop line, I too am an ass. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it can't be easy to, like, no. just constantly. I mean, like. You have to be on all the time. I, oh, yeah. I'm not, I can't do that now. I mean, yeah, like, there's certain times I'll be at my gigs doing, like, karaoke or, like, running karaoke or whatever. And, like, <clears throat> yeah, I'll be not in a great mood. And people will be, like, wanting to shake my hand or fist bump or all this. And I'm just like. What you yeah. want? Go away, and leave yeah. me alone, and you know. But you you try your hardest to be like, thank you. All right, cool. You know, like you try to be friendly because the second that you're not what they want you to be, you're you know, oh man, that guy's not you know, mm -hmm. dancing with ghosts is an asshole. Like us as an entity, are the, the whole <laughs> the whole thing. Dancing with ghosts is an asshole. Uh, me, you know. They're probably already saying that anyway. I don't know. Also, because of you. And you. Yeah. No. I've I've had my moments, but usually it's like I get I get like trapped in my own head, and I'm just going through my life. There was one yeah. time I um I was out trying to get coffee, and it was the morning. We had like a show in St. Augustine that night. We had already had the van packed, ready to go. I wasn't even a coherent person. I literally had on sweatpants, t-shirt, no bra. I'm just trying to get to the coffee shop which is right around where one of the places where he has gigs. Cause we're both DJs. We both do the same thing. And I like, I had somebody that was like, it's like, Oh, do you know the time? I didn't look up. I wasn't looking to see who it was. And I just kind of checked my time. Cause I'm like, I, I, I'm not a morning person. Neither of us are. So I'm not even like working. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's such and such time, man. And then he's, he's like, Oh, do you know who I am? I was just at your show the other day. And I was like, Bruh, like I'm not even, I'm not even a coherent person. But I, like I, I couldn't have responded better than that in that moment because I myself was not conscious. You know, I wasn't 
mean or anything, but it just, it isn't what I would want to be, you know? It, yeah, yeah, I wasn't on because I literally wasn't even conscious yet because I was going about trying to get everything done. And I, and stuff like that does happen to me from time to time. And I'm like, oh God, why did you have to catch me right now? <laughs> so I can only imagine what it would be for actual actual famous people. Yeah, people that, yeah, are like, like legitimately. I feel bad for them, honestly. <laughs> like can't go out without, you know, being hounded and all that. Like, oh, mm -hmm. that would be awful. Honestly. Yeah, done, honestly, done, to me, it doesn't sound that great. Um, <laughs> that's why like, if like one person recognized me in the show, I was like, cool, thank you. I don't yep. need, you know, I don't need everything. Um, but yeah, but also it's a strange thing to, to start a conversation with what time it is, then lead into, oh, don't you remember me from a show? I Wouldn't you just start with that? I hadn't even looked up. I hadn't even looked at the guy's face. And even when I did, I had to stare at him for a probably solid like 15 seconds before I was like, oh yes, I had an entire conversation with this person. But you know, because we're so active on social media around town at least, People do know who we are, you know, when we don't know who they are, that happens because we look recognizable and they keep up because we're constantly posting these people, their profile picture could be a picture of a dog. I don't, I don't know who you are. <laughs> help me to help you, you know? I, I literally yes. just had like the same conversation with Reign of Z like last week about like not recognizing people because oh. their profile picture isn't of them. <laughs> They're on tour with one of our band fan, uh, band friends, uh, Modern Mimes. Oh, I just interviewed them too. Yeah, they're so fun. I love them. Yeah, no, they're both bands are really great. I'm actually seeing them in a show uh, in October, so I'm, awesome. yeah, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, they can actually tour, unlike us, who apparently just can't seem to make that happen. <laughs> We're getting it fixed. We're getting it fixed. Because we had our tour canceled in 2020. And then yeah. ever since we added new members, there's so many other things to yeah. uh, take into A lot to consider. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. So now we're trying to outfit our van so that we can actually do that. And find a drummer that like wants to go on tour, because our current one does not. No, so just local stuff. That's, you know. That's a thing. He'll do out of, he'll do like one one shot out of towners and stuff like that. But as far as like going on any kind of significant mm -hmm. tour where we're like leaving Florida, like no, he won't he won't do that. Yeah. So, so that's well, our next our next mission is like find the touring guy. So because we do want to do that. Because modern mimes, when we play anytime we played with them in Florida, they were like a two piece. Mm -hmm. We never saw them that, with a drummer. That was back when we were also a two piece. So if we it, had that bond because yeah. it was like, oh, man, isn't it like rough being a two piece? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I know. Everyone's always like this, that and blah, blah, blah. It was and, easier. Oh, it, <laughs> it oh was yeah. Easier. It was a hell of a lot easier. But still, like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to go back to that at this no, point. No, we're spoiled now. Like, I want that full, full thing. So. No, I can definitely see that um, with uh, with everything. I do hope everything works out. You guys do get a tour. Uh, I did. I did want to talk about as I'm kind of wrapping up this interview because we're almost at we're almost at 50 minutes, so almost an hour. Yep. Um, since we are talking about like the live show and you guys performing, um, what is your favorite song to perform live? You go first. <laughs> I have a lot of favorites. It kind of depends on the. I'd say for me, it kind of depends on like, I guess like how I'm feeling that day. Um, I genuinely, if I'm up on stage, I'm having a good time. So it'd be hard for me to pick one. Um, for me, it's Dane Lestatic. Yeah, because he's like, he gets to pick more like, oh, this instrumental piece is fun to play. Yeah, it's really, whatever. it's a fun song to play on guitar. There's a bunch mm -hmm. of different things I'm doing throughout the song. There's a bunch of different changes. Uh, say, unlike a song like Circles, where it's more of a mood and a vibe, and I'm literally playing the same thing, did it, did it, did it, did it, over and over again. I'd say, I don't know, Obsidian Blood is kind of fun. Uh, Narcissist is fun because I like to do these little bits that kind of trace back to back when we would do our costume days and stuff. And so, like, there's parts of the song where I don't sing. So I literally, I'll just crouch down and I just pick one person in the audience and I just stare at them unblinking, unnervingly, until it's my time to pop up with my vocals. And I do. And they're always like, what is going on? And I love it. <laughs> um, so. oh, that, that sounds so awesome to mess with people, too. Like, with that, I like it. I can dig that. 
When yeah. she was dressed up as the demon, it was it, even scarier. It was because I had these these white Marilyn Manson contacts that reflect light. So it's very move for a second. It was back when we would do this whole shtick. So um like like I would be dressed like this, like Alaric, and he would be dressed like Callus. And so like I'm this demon thing with horns and everybody's like, What on earth is going on? So it felt it felt really good because as somebody that used to suffer like stage fright, I was like, what's that? I'm up on stage and you're more uncomfortable than me. That feels really good. Like, I don't have that problem now, but you know, for years I did. So it was like for somebody with like anxiety, I'm like, this feels really good. I want you to feel more uncomfortable than me. And I like being kind of creepy. I don't know. Like, it's just, it, it, there's power in being creepy. Creepy as a man, they, you get go to jail. Most men are creepy. So, you know, like, I, it's not often I get to creep out people without, you know, like, I don't know. I, like, I feel like we have to work a little harder at it. But if we just put our minds to it, we too can be really creepy. It doesn't hurt guys over No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. I remember when I was dressed as like the demon, this old man came up to me one time because like, you know, I've got like horns and bodysuit and all that. And he's like, he's like, are you horny right now? And I was like, all right, we just, you just straight shooter. All right. Like, I just, I'm like, I hate it here. <laughs> like, <laughs> that again is not the great way to start a conversation. Anyway. Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, you know, that's welcome to interacting with the general populace. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, you could say nothing, but what you chose to say was anything, apparently. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and nothing would have been the right move, but uh, you decided to say something. And now here we are. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you know, we used to do those Battle of the Band things back in Jacksonville, but... Uh, we stopped doing them because uh, they were like pretty rigged. Like that was so out of left field. Where are you at right because now? Because I was just getting bored with your conversation. I just wanted to bring up something. That, that was so interesting. Go I, on. I wanted to bring up something I found interesting. <laughs> it's not though, um, dude. Well, you could literally like you you would score on your stage performance, obviously, um, but also the amount of people that you brought. That yeah. also factored in. So they would give you tickets and essentially you could just spend $400 and buy 40 tickets. I did know bands that did that. And by default, you know, especially if you were already a decent band and you were going to score well because of that, you would just advance to the next round. I noticed, I noticed it was like a lot of the dad bands that did that because they had, they didn't have regular money. They had dad money, you know? <laughs> That's another level. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a parent, so I don't have parent money. But nah, the, the the dad rock bands, I would see them do stuff like that a lot because I'm just like, I don't. I don't know where you're manifesting this from, but I guess it's your careers. I don't fucking know. What is your, What do they win if they win first? When if they win the battle of bands? Uh, they they got the last spot last spot on the local music festival and they got ten hours of recording time at a studio in Detroit. Mm. Nice. So I was a judge for the Battle of Bands. I mostly looked at performance and uh, how well they interacted with like the band because I mean the crowd it was a, kind of a small place so mm -hmm. like it wasn't it didn't take that many people to pack it so yeah um, but I was mostly just looking if I was digging the music you you were gonna get a higher score. So that's the way I was looking at it. Was it right? Was it wrong? I don't know. No, yeah, that's, that's opinion. It should, it should completely be based on that. It shouldn't be based. I mean, ordinarily, I would say yes. Whoever brings like a lot of people should get a higher score. But in in a field like that, like the the actual like writing of the song should matter. Like, is your song good? Well, I'm just what I'm saying is is you can cheat. You can cheat. Yeah. You can just buy. Yeah more tickets than what you actually have in the room. But you can't cheat the music. Right. What I'm That's saying. why I'm, I, I think for Ballot the Bands, like the crowd they, size or how many people you bring shouldn't factor into it. But I know they do that because they want to encourage people to bring as many people they, as possible they to the venue. Money. To go and buy their beers at the, at the, at the bar and yes. all that. Yeah, so... I, uh, that, that's the way I was looking at. They also did have a section of like, um, like markability. Could you like... Um, you know, see this band on the radio and stuff yeah. like that. So I thought like they had good like 
I think sections of yeah. like how to judge stuff. So I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, I, it just felt weird for me because I just sit at a table and I don't sit at shows. Like I'm usually uh, up taking yeah. photos, videos. You're like, why can't I? Why can't I judge standing up? Why do I have? Why does sitting enhance my judging capability? So he can write. <laughs> but you can write standing. Clipboards yeah. exist. Well, they didn't have the clipboards. Unfortunately, so it just felt weird. And I was talking to one of the other judges, like, dude, this is so weird. I, I'm sitting here at a show, and I'm like, I know, dude, I feel you. <laughs> so, but it was it was a cool experience. Um, I don't know if I like if someone asked me would I judge again, I probably would, but I don't know. I like just enjoying the show more than critiquing yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, what if there's a band that it's not that they were inherently good or bad, but you were just kind of meh on, but you still have to score them. That's yeah, it's not a good I, spot to be in. Yeah, I, I I don't envy being a judge at all. We <laughs> yeah. uh, we did a Christian bow for the bands one time in one of my older bands, and um, our lead singer accidentally said "fuck" in between one of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's some shit I would have done. And uh, we got our score. We got our score papers. <laughs> afterward and you saw where we had all these high scores and then they got crossed out and they got significantly lower after that oh man what i want to see is i want to i want like there to be like a, a a sticker on there with like a sad looking jesus like i'm so disappointed in you <laughs> the disappointed jesus yeah. i think that would have been appropriate yeah, I just, I was just like oh my god you you didn't just do that you fucking idiot as you say that, yes, yeah, I was gonna in that present tense, not on stage. <laughs> but it, it's funny, just like the the venue where I was at was a former church where I did the Battle of the Bands. So like, it's funny you talking about that. So it wasn't; it was a blues bar by now, but yeah, it looked like a former church. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. We've had <laughs> we've had some horror stories playing at former churches. Or at least well, I don't even think it was a former church. I think it, it was a yeah, it was a current church. But they 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 assured us. You, it's not for Christian bands, you know, you can just, you know, do your thing, you know, we don't, they didn't actually mean it though, because uh, that was back when we had our, like our face paint stuff, we used to have fidgeting, um, but like that was back when we had our like face paint stuff and literally we had this, we had access to the giant projector because we have all these visuals that play during our shows. The very first scene, we come out dressed as our demon Basically things. demons. And there's a giant upside down cross on the projector. Oh. Like, it's so bad. And neither of us are even like, we're not even like really religiously affiliated either way. It was just cool imagery. That, yeah, just cool imagery. Like, like, you know, and then there's but, like blood go going down the upside down cross. It was very spinal tap. It was so bad. It was so bad. And everybody else there was just like. Oh, dude, we were we were fucking persona non grata at the end of that night. We got we got the cold treatment from everyone. Yes. It like really not bad. only did they probably find the music whack because every band after that was like this rah, 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 kind of shit, you know, where they sound like but you're doing it for the lower. Um, actually, the closing band was is really good. White collar uh, side show. Yeah, their show. Was <clears throat> but but even even them, they they were just kind of very like yeah yeah, yeah it's cool nice to meet you guys. You yeah, know, I, I don't still, want your non Christian cooties still, on me. Don't, don't you, though, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So we were trying to like, you know, like, cause they had this giant, they had a much more intricate, big projector set up with all of these. And wasn't it all the way in fucking like Tampa? Yeah, it was in Tampa. Yeah, we made that long ass drive for like nothing. To embarrass ourselves. Actually, no, we met that Jeff, that Bankston dude was at that show. He still sends me pictures of his creepy toe and other good things. We got so much out of that show. Golly. Yeah, buddy. Sounds what. like it was great all around. Yeah, all right. Just the two of us. So, Belisha, you have a great podcast story. So there you go. Yeah. Yes, that's our Spinal Tap moment. <laughs> but I can totally see that. Like growing up in the church, I can totally see how their reaction, like like how they would act with that. It's just, it's funny. I mean, that's it's like really the funny. stereotypical. That would. I feel yeah. like that's every like Christian who's like mm -hmm. lifelong Christian. I feel like that's their stereotypical thought of like what evil music is <laughs> is like a band coming in looking like satan upside down crosses like anything that's not played on their stations that's what they all look like but our music didn't sound you know we, we we've never been like heavy heavy no, I just yeah 
that was so like as soon as we kind of got a lay of the land and we're like so this is how it's gonna be it's just kind of like it's too late we gotta just roll with it and gotta go with it we have we have footage of that i i, I record all my shows so i have <laughs> i have footage of that somewhere in my hard drive we performed great well it's good <laughs> that's the takeaway from it. all right so we're we're, almost, we're about at the hour mark. I'm going to I, I have one question I want to debut, and you guys, I don't know, you seem like the great people to ask for me to ask this question. So I will we'll see how it goes. It's a new question for this season. Okay. All right. If so, if you recorded what you considered the most perfect album, and but it was never released, would you be content with just knowing you recorded the album, or would you want it released? I mean, I'd certainly get a lot of joy from, like, listening to it over yeah. and over again. But, I mean, yeah, I would, I would, I would like, that almost reminds me of um, when Wu-Tang Wu Clan did an album, but they sold it for, like, $30,000 or something like that it, to only one person. And that person had to, like, sign some shit saying they would never make a duplicate of it. I don't even feel like that's that much money. It might. I think it was more than that. I might have been hundred k. But anyway, they they basically it was basically like one of those things, like what you're talking about. Like they made an album, but they only wanted to sell it to one person. That's and, selling and your soul. I don't like that. I guess this person could have people over to his house to hear it, so he could get it that way. Um, I, the album's probably leaked by now somehow. But um, no, I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want yeah. to do that. It'd be one thing if like, okay, so like in my past bands, there's songs that I loved that we never got to record. So they just live in my head and that's the only place I'll ever be able to hear them again. And that makes me sad. It'd be cool to be able to hear them. But mm. if I wasn't able to release them, it's kind of the same place I'm in right now, you know? So it's like, ah, I'd rather be able to release it, you know? So. No, just, I, I, I found that was an interesting question because my thinking, because I'm not a musician, like, um, really. So my thing would be, of course, you want to release because that way you can obviously you can share with other people, but also that it's out in the public. So that's what I would think. But I'm all, I, it just curious, new, new question for this season, because I'm always trying to throw in wacky and unusual questions. Doesn't doesn't one of your friends subscribe to that narrative, though? Didn't Tom do something like that where he's like, oh, as long as it's recorded or something? Oh, well, yeah, he's so I have a friend who's like, he spent years on like making his next album and he, he literally just doesn't care about how marketing works nowadays as far as like, you know, it's not really a great idea to make albums anymore. It's better to just release singles because that way every song gets the most amount of attention because if you put out a, a whole new album, people are going to listen to the first three songs and they're going to go to another thing because they don't have the attention span. But Tom doesn't care about any of that. And he doesn't care how long it takes to put the album out. He's just like, I want to put this out for me before I die, basically. And just to know that I did it. So that's kind of... I guess to each his own, you know. But I mean, honestly, most local fans, especially in Jacksonville, they kind of, it seems like they had that approach mentally because, I mean, it seems like... They don't like, promote it anyway. It seems like they put out music, music and don't promote, do anything to promote it or tell anybody about it. So, I mean, I guess they're, they all live by that mentality as well. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I, I know quite a few bands who do that. Like, oh yeah, we dropped an album like a couple months ago. Oh great, I, I didn't know about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then like, I'll talk to people about like, uh, well, you know, you're never really gonna get any success if you don't, you know, promote your music. Blah blah. And like, oh, I don't really care about success. It's like, oh, so you so you want to make music for, so no one can listen to it? Is that what you're telling me? You're making, you're putting all this effort into making this song, and you you don't care if, and you don't want anyone to listen to it. Like I find that That's to be weird, uh, intellectually dishonest. <laughs> um, or, or I don't know, I don't even know what to what to really call that because yeah, it's like yeah, I think I, it's want to be like I think it's a I think it's a way to um, just kind of like write off uh, effort required. The effort, yeah, the effort that that that. Uh, all these, they see all these other bands out there that are like successful and they, maybe they feel intimidated by the competition. And instead of being like, yeah, I'm going to try to enter the ring as well. They just write it all off and go, oh, I don't care about it anyway. So I'm not even, you know, I'm not even trying to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bullshit you are, but you just either are too lazy to put the effort into it or maybe you don't know how or what, I don't know. Some yeah. people are shy and they don't want to, 
put their face out there. I mean, or whatever. Putting, putting your art out there is a very scary thing because art is not for everyone. And, and, and by that, I mean, art is subjective. Not everyone is going to like it or dislike it or whatever. But for some reason, people feel very entitled with their opinions when it comes to art. It's like you can't just not like it and move on. No, you have to say something, especially on, you know, the day of social media. And so, yeah, if you haven't been in this game very long, it's a scary place to be in because you don't have thick skin and it's your it's your own precious stuff. And it's like, I'd say I, I'm that way with my with my actual digital art. I, I just put stuff in my stories now and then. I don't really care. I'm not making money off it. It's just to make me happy. If you like it, cool. If you don't, move on. You know. Thank you so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. Very nice time chatting with you guys for an extended period of time. It was very nice to have you back on. Uh, make sure to check out stream support. Give a like to Dance with Ghosts, the new single Audacity, on all the platforms. Links for everything will be in the description. For Josh and Stephanie of Dancing with Ghosts, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. Stay frosty. <laughs> Bye. See you guys later. <laughs>